subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Happy Monday, everyone. Yay. At 6 o'clock, it's Peter Struckmeyer's birthday. Yay, 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 yay. Tell us the time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio every Monday from 6 to 8 since 2014. <laughs> Woo! I know it's a long time. Uh, all the podcasts are there online. We're going to have a new website coming up real soon. It's just being finished in its end design stages thanks to Subliminal SF. So, uh, yeah. And uh, Subliminal SF also did all of the artwork for the 6th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up October 10th through 16th. You can get all your tickets on Eventbrite along with all the other Mutiny Radio Presents shows. They're all there. All right, so here's how the joke workshop works. Comedians will do four minutes of material. At three minutes, you'll hear a horn. Wrap it up at four minutes. And then the first eight comics all get comments. So I'm back here taking notes. I invite everyone else to take notes as well. Um, we'll discuss everybody's set for four minutes and then the next comedian goes. So everybody be nice. If you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. And I'm really excited for your first comedian. He's so funny and he gets funnier every time I see him. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Langland. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? like no one here but it's okay i'll take what i can get how are we beautiful monday Woo! pete's birthday yeah, pete. harvest moon a lot going on all right i'm gonna get into it <laughs> um i was watching the that richard ramirez documentary on netflix has anybody seen that richard ramirez night night stalker you, you heard of him <laughs> anyway I, I didn't know about him. I'm, I, I was before my time. So I was watching it and I was learning so much. It's very interesting. Murderers are very interesting. He was this prolific murderer, if you don't know, in Los Angeles. Killed a bunch of people. Am I right, Mark? Killed a bunch of people in Los Angeles. And, but he actually, he came up and, and he killed a few people in San Francisco, fun fact. So I was watching the documentary and that was the craziest murder because he came up to San Francisco he broke into this old couple's house. He killed both of them. And then after he killed them, he went into their fridge, ate some food, puked the food out, and then masturbated. I swear to God, I didn't make any of that up. That was all true. I was like watching him like, Jesus Christ, that motherfucker killed two people and he still had the energy to rub one out? That was the craziest part. I was like, wow. And that's how you know he's a psychopath because usually if, when you kill someone, I would know, right? I'm a murderer. Usually when you kill someone, you leave, right? And he was just like, how do I spread as much DNA as I can before I leave? Like he did not hesitate. He was like, I want to do all this. And they still couldn't fucking find him with all that DNA. They were like, if only he fucking blew a bigger load, we would have got the right DNA samples, but it wasn't enough. <laughs> it's crazy. So he eventually gets caught. He gets caught, he goes to prison. And he's like, 
and this is another wild part. And then hundreds of women become obsessed with him. Hundreds of women sending him love letters, nude pictures. Like in the courtroom, women are coming just to see him. Like he's like Michael Jackson. Like they're seeing him in person. Like it's crazy. And then hundreds of women are obsessed with him. And I, I didn't get a girlfriend until I was 20. And had I known the secret was murdering girls and worshiping Satan, I would have been doing that shit a long time ago. What are his secrets? What are his secrets where he could just masturbate on the dead bodies and still get women, you know? That's just my thought. Um, has anybody here ever done uh, psychedelics before? Psychedelics? Okay, Brady. You're better than us. Psychedelics, yeah. I, I, used to do, I used to do shrooms, psilocybin. Uh, could you imagine if you didn't know what shrooms were, but you were like, psilocybin, yeah, I've heard of that one. Uh, yeah, I did, I've done shrooms a few times, and I remember that after the first time I did shrooms, I was talking to this dude. I was telling him about it. I'm like, yeah, I did shrooms over the weekend, and he was like, whoa, that's crazy. He's like, did you drink orange juice when you did it? Which, not a question I was expecting to get after telling him I did shrooms. Like, did you drink orange juice? Like, I was doing shrooms like at brunch with my mimosa. I was like, just doing a little cap and a stem with my eggs Benedict. <laughs> and I was like, no, I didn't drink orange juice when I did shrooms. Why would you ask me that? And he was like, well, when you drink, sh when you drink orange juice when you do shrooms, it makes it hit harder, makes it more powerful. And yeah, after I did shrooms, the, my first thought was, I really wish this was more powerful. That's what I thought. This guy's fucking, I'm still recovering from that trip today. To this day, I'm still dealing with those demons. And this psychopath of a man was like, yeah, there's a way to make that shit more powerful. Like, I convinced myself my mom hated me and God was dead. And this guy wants it to hit harder? Okay. No, thank you. No, thank you at all. That's like, it's already a dangerous thing and you're just doubling the danger on it. It's like going skydiving and being like, you know, it'd be crazy. We threw the parachute out and then jumped and tried to catch the parachute. Like, I'm good with just the uh, first danger. All right. Thank you. That's all I have. Yay. First danger, Ian Langlands. Yay! Comments? Anybody got comments? Oh, good. Uh, there you go. So uh, the Richard Ramirez thing, did he uh, he masturbated once on the vomit? I don't think it, I don't think they specified where he vomited. Oh, he masturbated. Oh, okay. It seemed like it was. I could anyway, I, I think you should have been more like you know. Usually, when I kill someone, that's when I come, not okay. after you know, like. Mm, like yeah, that's uh -huh. And uh, and also, you could be like, I, how do they not catch? Like, you should do a little bit of research on this. Like, do they know what he ate and what he threw up? Okay. And be like, you know, uh, we're looking for uh, you know a male because uh, he orgasmed. Uh, you know, hates chicken or you know what I mean. Mm. Like, grasp at what. He threw up as they make a feeble description when obviously all the DNA is lying around, yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was going with the Possible bulimic, bulimic yeah. yeah. I thought that was that would work when you said, um, but women still love him. Maybe he's become like an eating disorder. Like a bulimic icon. Yeah, like an icon that all the women love. They're like, oh, he really knows what he's doing. Yeah, he was. Oh, right. That's, they're looking yeah, for I someone wanted, tall and thin. I wanted to go on a tangent where it's like, I'm kind of like a murderer, but I don't. I, I try to think of some tangents for that. Yeah, I mean, you look. You know, the only way you could look like a murderer is you look so nice. You yeah. know, like you look like they always said, "Oh, he was so nice. He was such a nice right. guy." Yeah. Like that's the only murderous thing look you have. 
Uh, Josh, you had that yeah. just... Always love walking into you coming on to vomit. So that Thank was you. fun to walk into. Um, on the on the shrooms one, uh, I don't know. It might just be worth trying like switching the order of that, where you're like, the shrooms trip was so powerful that I hated my mom and all that. And then he tells me about the orange juice. I don't know if that order might. Oh, okay. For sure. Awesome set, man. Thanks. I thought, though, that my mom hates me and God is dead. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> You don't look like a murderer, but you could look like a murder weapon. Like a candlestick. <laughs> like I just, I just imagine you as like. How many yeah. people have been murdered by candlesticks? Well, it's in the well, clue, it's in the clue game. game. Yeah. yeah clue. Like I just in love the, this idea that yeah, you're yeah. like, <laughs> that like you're like the lead pipe the with Miss Peacock in yeah. the conservatory. Exactly. He is, he is the lead pipe. God, he's laying pipe. No, I shouldn't have said that out loud. Yeah. Or like you could make it self-deprecating of like you try to come across like you're a murderer and you're like, no, I get it. The only like murder I'm going to be involved in is the weapon and a clue board mm. game. Yes. Interesting. Okay, cool. Is that it? Everybody clap your hands together for Ian Langlands. Yay! Yay! That's how the joke workshop works. All right. Your next comedian coming to the stage. Put your hands together, everybody, for Matthew Quirk. Yay! What's up, snowflakes? So, uh, do you know how I can tell that the participation trophy generation is now having children? Because of these fucking gender reveal parties. Now you guys are using 80 pounds of explosives to announce the gender of your babies. What the fuck are you guys going to do when it's the first trimester? Like some TNT? What's going to happen when they finally turn five? We're going to go nuclear? What are you going to do for their quinceanera, for God's sakes? This is a war. This is an escalation of arms you guys are entering into with the gender reveal shit. I thought once, did you hear there was an 80-pound 80, 80 thermite explosion in New Hampshire for a gender reveal party? Yeah, 25 miles away, people were like, windows were being broken because someone blew up so much for a gender reveal. By the way, the most impressive thing that kid's ever going to participate in. Already gone. This fucking generation gone wrong. Anyway, your loser kid's not that important. I hate to tell the parents. Oh, what was I saying about escalation of arms? Anyway, I missed the point on that one, I guess. Fuck them, those kids. I mean, seriously, what's, what's next? What, what have they got to live up to if they're getting gender reveal parties that are blowing up? What, seriously, what are you going to do for the first birthday? How are you going to top that? Nobody? Going to blow up a pony? Pam wants to blow up a pony. Anyway, uh, a GOP uh, representative from Pennsylvania is complaining that the insurrectionists that have been arrested because of January 6th are, uh, he's falsely claiming that they're being held without charges, and that it's just like they're being held at Gitmo for being terrorists. And I would like to say, hey, man, that's a good idea. Let's send them to Gitmo. Uh, Anyway, there sure are charges. Terrorism. Treason. Nobody? Bunch of insurrectionists in this fucking audience? Cool. Uh, Anyway, uh, that is a good idea. I already said that one. 
Uh, anyway, we should send them to Gitmo so they can really get a taste of the difference between jail here and jail in Cuba. Nobody? Got it. Uh, maybe they should tell their cellmate that they're being treated unfairly. See how that goes. They're most likely African-American cellmate. Just me. Anyway, does anybody know what the actual punishment is for treason in the United States? Yeah, it's not missing a meal. It's death, you whiner. Uh, let's see. Anyway, we're just waiting for Trump to come visit you in jail. That's all we're waiting for. That was not the horn for me. So uh, Sarah Palin says that she doesn't, uh, she's an anti-vaxxer because she believes in science. Yeah, she can see science from her front porch. You got to have a memory for that one. Thank you. Uh, yeah, she believes in science. Science fiction! Anyway, as long as the science doesn't interfere with the Bible, that's what the science she believes in. Not the science of climate change, though, huh? Huh, guys? So, uh, AOC caused a big stir by wearing a tax the rich little sign on, the, on her ass on the dress. Someone pointed out that uh, it should have been you know, seize the means of production. But there's no way she's fitting that on her tight ass, right? Come on, let's be real. All right, I guess that's, that's my time. Yay, Matthew Quirk, yay. Now I know what's going on in the world, hooray. Um, the bomb, the bomb joke, yeah. I feel like there could be something in there about these kids will never go to war anyway, so this is the only bombs they'll ever experience. Because, like, even millennials are like, "Well, draft—that's never going to work." Like, no, none of these babies will ever be in the army, kind of thing. So that's the only bomb. I don't know. Okay, never mind. Um, and no then bomb. I don't know if everybody knows what Gitmo is. I think you should say Guantanamo Bay at least once. Just Does to everyone like, here know what Gitmo is? You did. You don't. So some people were going no. So I just, I, I just, if you mention it once, yeah, and even like call the audience to task, but you're so young, you don't even remember. Does everyone here know that there? Um, now it's just you, the only one who didn't know that we have a base in Cuba, no. an army, a, a, a navy base in Cuba. Yeah, I've heard yeah. about it. Okay, okay. It's, good, it's a good vacation spot. Can I go now? Um, I, I think. Um, what am I saying? You could you could make a joke for the gender reveal that like the pulling out of Afghanistan is actually one big gender reveal. You can make some kind of joke with that. You could be like, and we just found out that like, you know, they were using blue like something. Afghanistan's a boy. Yeah, Afghanistan, some, something like that. Like this is just Joe Biden's announcement of I don't know, but you could probably make something there. Or like, I love that. You could also be like. Yeah, fewer people were killed in the fucking like Taliban oh, yeah. drone strike yeah. than your gender reveal party. But I also love the idea that like Gen Z thinks that like the Taliban is a gender reveal party. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, it's boys, uh, kind of a gender neutral name. That's okay. Like they'll choose their own pronouns down the road. <laughs> Yeah, gender reveal parties are so silly anyways because you're forcing a gen anyway. Yeah, the same generation that says y y there is no gender is having gender reveal parties. Right, it's, it's crazy. Other comments? 
other comments. You could also say nice things, things that you liked, or you, anything, really. No one has any thoughts. <laughs> oh, his shirt matches his joke. That's right. He's wearing a Cuba shirt. I got this in Cuba, by the way. I You've no been faker. to Cuba? Yeah, I played a rugby game in Cuba. Wow. Wow. I know. No one believes I was an international rugby player. At, at the Guantanamo Bay base? At the Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> no, we were in Havana. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I look forward to seeing you both out on the street corner after your sets. <laughs> oh my goodness! You twerps. It's, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's I'm not afraid of this whole twerp generation. I don't give a shit with it. You could right outside his house. Right they're not the even gonna. They're gonna sleep here tonight because I said that. <laughs> not you. Didn't say anything. All right, we're done here. I'm, your hands I'm being, together for I'm being silly now. All right. Your next comedian. God, he had he had a great. It was so fun to watch him last week because he worked on something here and then he did it on Friday, and it was so funny. And he, anyways, it was really neat to see the process of watching a joke happen. And he's back tonight. Put your hands together, everybody, for Josh Kotsky. Yay! Hello, everyone. My name is Josh. I was born after 1965, so Matthew Quirk hates me. Um, yeah, that sounded meaner in, than in my head. Um, <laughs> I'm also a Jew, um, and I, I, I do not own the media. Um, huh? Oh, yeah, that's you. That's, that's, that's you. I'm a Jew. I do not own the media. Um, if I did... More people would know who I am by now. Uh, I would abuse that shit. You guys would be seeing me everywhere on like bus stops, billboards, banner ads, on porn videos with like those tiny little X's that you try and click out of. But when you click it, it's just like five tabs with my face and maybe some rushing hacking, some stuff going on. <sighs> Someday soon, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm a Jew, like a lot of Jews in San Francisco, I'm dating an Asian lady, which, I don't know why, I think it's because, like, our parents are very similar, like, Jews and Asians, like, my parents are completely ashamed with my career choice and trying to do comedy, and her parents are completely ashamed with her choice in men. Hey, uh, yeah, I don't know, I've been... Being with her, I've been learning a lot more about the, the anti-Asian stuff that's been going on. I went to Japantown, and I saw this huge banner that said, Oppose Anti-Asian Hate, which is a good sentiment, but they put the hyphen in the wrong place, so it was Oppose Anti-Asian Hate. So we are against being anti-Asian hate. Do Asian hate. If you take one thing away from this set, do Asian hate. But I've, I've been trying to learn more about it. I guess there's all these people who are, they're like, they need a scapegoat for COVID, and they think that all Asians started COVID. But here's what I don't get is, how can you be so racist that you think every Asian person started coronavirus, yet not racist enough to think they all know Kung Fu? You don't get to pick and choose which stereotypes you want to believe in. You can't just go around, black people steal. Has anyone heard anything about penis size, though? I just, I haven't heard a damn thing. 
uh, I don't know. I I think the answer is we need more racism. Uh, I like obviously not being racist is the preferred choice, but if you're gonna do it, just be really, really racist. Go back with your good old boys and just like, yeah, we need to kick them all back to Wu Tang, Wuhan, wherever it is they came from. I was gonna do it, but I saw Mr. Miyagi, Shang Chi, and Bruce Lee on the bus. I don't need them crane kicking my ass back to whichever town this nondescript redneck accent comes from. <sighs> What's the other the other stereotype is uh, Asians can't drive. That's one of them. It's absolutely true, you guys. Oh my God, such terrible drivers, am I right? Which is crazy because you know who else can't drive? Mexicans, white people, black people, Jews, Christians. No one in this city knows how to drive. I don't know how this became a single race issue. No one here knows how to drive. It's really the only equality that we have that despite age, creed, whatever, none of us know how to do it. Uh, it's the only thing keeping me out of road rage is uh, I just keep a bingo card on my passenger seat so that every time it's like, ah, someone cut me off. God damn it. Who was it? Ooh, a white lady cut me off. Let me see. Okay, I'm one Indian causing gridlock away from bingo, you guys. I think that the official flag of San Francisco should just be uh, one of those Waymo AI cars going the wrong way down a one-way street and then, like, crashing into an ethnically ambiguous Tesla driver. All right, guys, I'll do it. Thank you. Josh Kotsky, everyone. All right, who's got comments on the racism jokes? How brave I, you are. I do. Hey, so after all that Jew stuff and then you get into the uh, anti, uh, anti-Asian anti hate thing, you should have been like uh, something along the lines of, you know, I hate to be a grammar Nazi or anything. Oh. Although that might be a punctuation Nazi. I'll let you work that out. I really liked that um, hyphenation grammar idea, though. I thought that was very, very clever. Uh, and there's something about double negatives there that, I don't know, the term double negative, and then you could do something else with the racism later, like doubling down on racism doesn't, or does, I don't know, you're very brave to tackle things, and, and it'll get there, I'm sure. I really liked the beginning thing with the, <laughs> I like the, I, I like the thing at the beginning with your owning the media and your face everywhere and the triple X's and all that, and I felt like there's an opportunity for an act out, like, where there's, like, something loud, crazy that's playing and you can't X out of it, and it's, like, your thing again over and over, and it's, like, something really, like, hyped up, you know, uh, for, for, a, for an act out. Close, close. Por- yeah. Porn like inception. Porn inception with your face and all the X's and everything. Close, what is close, close, close? Oh, right. No, it's like close, close, close. And you're trying to close it and you're like, ah, ah, or you're on the bus and it starts being like, Josh Kotsky, Josh Kotsky. Um, uh, other comments? Yeah. Uh, I think you missed an opportunity with the, with the Jewish stuff because the Jewish people, they own the, what, what did you say they own? They own the media and what else do they own? The banks, right? <laughs> okay, well, I know, but yeah, but they own yeah. the banks too. So you'd be like, I'd, I'd be rich. You got to say you give there. I have so much money, and I would be everywhere. You think we own everything? Like that's what Gosh, you. All I own is the banks, and the law firms. I don't own the media. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you could totally do a premise that's like, you know, I would have a bunch of money too. So, good job, though.
Other comments? Clap your hands wildly, everybody, for Josh Gotsky! Yay! All right, everybody. We have a special two-minute guest who's going to go up and do two minutes for us. So this is um, their second time performing, I believe. So put your hands together, everybody, for Lucia! Yay! Hi. Hi. I'm Lucia and I'm 13 years old, so. Yeah. Um, this is the second time, but it's actually kind of, ner I'm nervous because it's, there are a lot of people here. <laughs> um, has anyone, any of you, when you were younger, has any of you helped your mom with cleaning the house? Yeah. Okay, so uh, this <laughs> um, happened. Uh, so mom uh, is, let's just say your mom is really mad when she's cleaning, right? Like she puts up her hair, She, you know she is ready for this. So I'm cleaning with my mom and uh, she's yelling at me. I'm like freaking out and like, okay, just give me some time. And she's like, you know what, just give me a towel. I'm like, okay. And then Alexa starts going off out of nowhere. And uh, mom says, Lucia, sh shut her up. I'm like, Alexa, shut up. So uh, then I go into my room because that's where the towels were. And I look at my favorite towel I use with and my Google starts going off. I'm like, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so then I, I shut her off and... Uh, <laughs> I look at my towel and should I just use my towel, give my towel tomorrow or should I just come back with nothing? Either dying or just bring my towel. I almost picked dying. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what, fuck it. And I, uh, so then I grab my favorite towel, I go to mom and she's like, what took you so long? And I say, well, I explain the whole story and she's like, you're so weird. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, no shit. Where do you think I get from? Oh. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Lucia. Yay! That's perfect. A hot two minutes. Amazing. I was very surprised. That was very lovely. Uh, hey, your next comedian. It's his birthday! Clap your hands together, everybody, for Peter Struckmeyer! It's my birthday, bitches! I'm turning 21! No, I'm not. Let's not ask. Let's not pretend I'm... Or let's not... Let's, let's pretend I'm turning 21 and not admit that I'm turning 30. Um, give it up for Matthew Quirk. Did he leave? Where's Quirk? Yeah, the um, the the naysayer of the snowflake generation who is drinking a kombucha, <laughs> the most snowflakey of the drinks you can have. Uh, what do you like it? Cause it comes in like cool flavors, like our kombucha. Uh, okay, I'm getting mean in my old age. Um, I'm 
having a lot of life crises because I'm turning 30 and entering a new decade, like a decade where you have to get your shit together, right? And look, like it's been fun having sex with every man alive in San Francisco in my 20s. Um, There's been so many, they should be classified as an ecosystem. But no, I think I need to settle down for like a more serious gentleman, okay? So, but I, the problem is I don't know how to do that, okay? The, because when I flirt with people in person, it does not go well, okay? Like when I see a guy that I think is cute at the bar, I basically just start like tantric dancing, like, ooh, what's your name? I could be a little peacock. And they're like, leave me the fuck alone. I have a partner. I'm like, red flags? Throw them up in the air. Um, So, yes, I'm trying to find more serious men on the same apps that I use to have sex. So we're hitting some rocky road along the way. Like, I was chatting with this one guy. And I was like, oh, how's your day? He was like, oh, it's been good. I've just been exploring. And I was like... That sounds so enchanting. Like a day exploring? Like where did you explore? A butthole. I was like, oh, sorry. There's a 13-year-old here. Uh, Whatever. You swore on the mic. (laughs) Um, Good, 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 good. I mean, if you're here at Mutiny Radio, I feel like you have to be a certain level of enlightened within our society. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm not finding the best of catches, but I do have a new business idea I'd like to share with all of you. Okay, uh, hear me out. And you'll be a great test for this. I am going to start selling CDs on the internet to Gen Zers and below and tell them it is Bitcoin. Right? 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 Like, you would totally believe that there's a Bitcoin with Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again on it, right? Like, if we throw a little glitter on it, too, and everything. Glitcoin? Was that what you said? Glitcoin. Litcoin. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one, too. Um, But anyway, back to me. (laughs) So... I'm trying to have a lot of sex. No, I'm not trying to have a lot of sex, but I'm having a lot of sex. I have this brilliant idea to bring Bitcoin out into the world. Um, I've realized I'm too nice to men. Um, Like I got catfished the other week and um, the guy was missing teeth and my gay ass was just like, I'm the tooth fairy. Here we go. Want some glitter encrusted Bitcoin under your pillow? That's my time. Thank you. Theater struck wire, everyone. Your dance outs are amazing. That the tantric dancing and the peacock thing and then the uh, red flag, that was so great. And the and then the dance out at the end was um a, a great callback. So all of that dancing is Lovely new keep it stuff for sure. Happy birthday! It's a damn shame it's a podcast because I want a recording of that of the of the dancing. That's uh, um, what just one stupid little one. Um, 
when you said like, oh, I'm looking for a mature gentleman or something, you could be like, I tried looking at a gentleman's club, but you know, didn't work. Uh, all right, that's all. Just a really stupid, yeah. What's, I don't know what gentleman's club. Does anyone have any other um, comments? You can just say nice things, say happy birthday. There it is. Put your hands together, everybody, for Peter Struckmeyer. All right. Your next comedian is new to the room, I believe. I'm going to butcher their name. Put your hands together for Sumita Kamari. have to be a little careful nowadays especially with that delta variant going around um also especially because i'm unvaccinated sorry i meant at that i actually got johnson and johnson <laughs> um anybody else in here got johnson and johnson you did sorry to be the bearer of sad news we might not make it <laughs> yeah what's up oh it's the vaccine you should have gotten it too no? Well, we're in the same boat, so. <laughs> well, definitely, definitely talk to your mom about it and getting vaccinated. That's a good discussion to have. Okay. All right, back to my set. <laughs> um, sorry, where was I? Um, so, Johnson, Johnson. Um, so I've always been a little bit of a germaphobe and I feel like the pandemic has been the best time to be a germaphobe because finally that crippling anxiety is actually useful and not just in my head. Like I actually get compliments from people like, oh, you, you sanitize, you're prepared. <laughs> so I've been pretty much a germaphobe my whole life and that made college pretty hard, not gonna lie. Like I was that kid who would use a lighter to burn the tip of a bong to sanitize it just because I was so scared of catching something. But you know, like I had good reason to be scared. Like I was at UCSB. <laughs> Our unofficial motto was you can study buzzed. But, <laughs> but with the amount of mono going around, it should have really been you can't stop bacteria. <laughs> but anyway, so this uh, pandemic has been really stressful being a germaphobe and everything. Um, so I've been really looking at any way to get any amount of happiness really. And I kind of started down a little bit of a dark path. And I started developing a little bit of a dangerous addiction. So I went into my doctor's office. And she told me, hey, Sumeda, you really got to stop. You got to quit. Or you're going to end up doing some serious damage. So you know, I got a little scared. And I came home. And I was like, yeah, it's really time to quit. I got to stop shoving Q-tips in my ears. <laughs> it's really dangerous. Like, it's, 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 it's a lot more dangerous than you think. And uh, when I was in that doctor's office and I was having that conversation, I felt like I was a Catholic schoolgirl in confessional. Like, forgive me, doctor, for I have sinned. I know that allowing a random object to enter my ear canal is so ungodly, but why does it feel so good? I feel like, I'm sorry about this. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like the feeling you get from putting a Q-tip in your ear might be great, better than sex, actually, because at least a Q-tip can hit the right spot every time. <laughs> um, anyways, speaking of being disappointed by men, um, can we? 
<laughs> can we talk about the dating scene like what the fuck are those dating apps um i feel like i would have a better time or a, a better um outcome of finding the location of hogwarts than being able to find like a normal guy on tinder <laughs> like <laughs> oh you, oh you would you know <laughs> I, I think school is the place to look for you, sweetie, not Tinder. <laughs> I, you shouldn't be either. <laughs> oh. So, um, you know, it's not really my fault. I've downloaded and deleted the Tinder app so many times at this point, I'm starting to think maybe I'm the one with the commitment issues. But it's not my fault. Like, have you seen some of these profiles? I swear, if I see one more sunburnt shirtless white guy holding a fucking fish in his profile, that is gonna be my 13th reason. <laughs> like, like, why do you guys do that? Why, men? Like, it's not attractive. Like, nothing says, I'm gonna take care of you more than a dead fish carcass? Like, what? So anyways, I decided to ditch the apps and go old school, and I asked one of my friends to set me up, and so he sets me up with this Indian guy from his workplace, and we go on this date, and um, during that time, it was there was a lot of uh, protests and movements going um, on about stopping Asian hate. So I started talking about my 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 experience as a person of color in the city, and I asked him like, "What do you what do you think about this?" And uh, he looks at me dead in the eye and says, "I don't identify as a person of color." Like what? <laughs> like. And to put it into his words, what he said was, I don't identify as a colored person. My guy, you look like a burnt walnut. What the fuck? What do you think you are? And he looks at me like, I'm not kidding. And he says, I'm white. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that checks out. Only a white guy from the 30s would ever say colored person. <laughs> but uh, I haven't given up hope. So, you know, if this whole dating thing doesn't work out, I'm Indian, and there's always somebody back home who needs a U.S. citizenship. <laughs> yeah, that's my time. Sumita, everybody. Is that your first time? Uh, no, second. Second, second time, yay! Well, um, just so you know, you kind of ran it by a minute, so you did five minutes instead of four. I don't know if you heard the horn. It's okay. Well, it's hard to figure out what minutes feel like, um, but that you had time to move to go on, and it's only your second time, and you did five. That's good. That says something. Um, you seemed nervous at the beginning, but then you like totally relaxed, and that was really nice. And I liked that first joke about like these new compliments for cleanliness or something, or for anxiety. Um, something to watch about. You kind of have a tendency to shift your weight back and forth between feet. Just like think about, like. Uh, just physically on stage, how like being grounded or anything, which I just noticed you shifting. But you didn't have like a lot of ums or ahs, so that's good. And then I didn't know this about the Q-tips. We're not supposed to put Q-tips in our No, ears? not at all. It's actually really, really bad, yeah. Really? I've been doing yeah, that for, I'm like turn 47. I've always, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it dries out your ear canal and it can give you like infections and stuff. What? Yeah. Well, and thank if you go you. too deep, you can puncture your um, eardrum. <laughs> da -na -na, the more you know. Uh, other comments in the microphone? Other comments? Oh, you have to use a microphone. That you go in the and we use a microphone because it's a podcast and people can hear it on the radio. Kelly, did you have comments? Yeah, I'll just say one thing. 
Uh, yeah, I was just going to say when you were uh, talking about hitting the bong and sanitizing it in the university that you went to, um, you might want to like exchange the university for something that like more people would know because I didn't know anything about that college. So oh, okay. it's like that way they make the connection a little more easily. Yeah. Chico. But I mean, you're wearing a UCSB. Yeah. You're wearing a UCSB yeah. sweatshirt. So, but I, I know that UCSB. They are party school. I've heard about that, for sure. What were your comments? To be honest, um, I had a boyfriend once, and uh, it didn't work out so well. Good for you. It didn't. I mean, not that it didn't work and, out. And uh, like I'm like seriously, it didn't work out. And about the dead fish thing, I feel like that's a comment for. Uh, it's just, I don't know. Do you like the dead fish? All right. Other comments? Comments, 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 comments? Uh, I like the ear thing. Um, I think that's a good joke. I think for the, when you're going on the date with the Indian person, you kind of lean into that. Um, you could talk about how you, um, they kind of cut off the date or something because you were just trying to spread, spread the gospel about not sticking things in your ear. <laughs> things like that. I think okay. that. I think that could be something. Okay. Um, my mom got mono when she was at UCSB, so that's fun. Um, she's now a Bible thumper, so maybe there's something about, like, all these people go to UCSB, and then they become, like, born-again Christians after they, like, do a bunch of drugs off each other and sleep around or something. Okay. I don't know. Fun okay. characterization. Put your hands together, everybody, for Samantha! Yay! All right, your next comedian. Uh, he shaved his mustache. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Lee Stewart. Sorry, just attending to social media. You know how it is. <laughs> just kidding service here <laughs> so I was gonna start it off with a this is a joke workshop right so all right I'm working on this but so I'm really glad that uh, you know there's something that's really brought us all together we all got like a moment to breathe you know and care about what actually matters you know like that poor rich white girl from Florida who got murdered <laughs> right right yeah you guys see that I keep seeing these things and I'm like but what if she deserved it <laughs> I mean I don't know what if she was kind of a bitch <laughs> you know like eh. I mean we've all wanted to kill somebody right I don't know <laughs> You guys all want to kill me right now. <laughs> this is wonderful. Oh, I, mm. <laughs> Number one fan, will you start a page for me? You're probably better at social media than I am. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, I've also noticed something else. Uh, lately, I walk around and I wear clothes, as most humans. <laughs> But I've noticed, I normally end up looking like a de undercover detective from like an 80s TV show, you know? I'm like, where's the drugs? No, I'm not kidding, like, where's the drugs? Seriously, where's the drugs? <laughs> no? Okay. See me after. 
But now, uh, anybody sell drugs when they were younger? Yes. Word. Same. I was poor and white and listened to rap music. But I was really bad at selling drugs, man. I did not take the first rule, which was not to get high on my own supply. Ended up, you know, running a little ragged. Got got busted by the fuzz, you know. You know how it is, guys, right? The fuzz. Yep, that's them. We all know them. But yeah, he gave me some weird advice. He said, uh, son, you're too young to be trying stuff like this. I thought about it. I thought I was like, you know, like, would you rather me wait till I was like 75 and go out in the corner of the tunnel and sling some clack, crack, clack? Can't pronounce my R's tonight. Sorry, I apologize. But no, I, I mean, it's weird. It's like, don't you want to find out if you're good at something while you're young, you know? Like, uh, take butt stuff, for instance. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> you know, butt stuff. Like, wouldn't you want to find out when you were younger if you wanted to continue? <laughs> yeah? Like, I mean, my youth pastor told me I was pretty fucking good, so. <laughs> Got a lot of religious people in here tonight, I guess. Ah, oh, let me. How many Hail Marys should I say tonight? Hmm. Man, I'm so offensive this evening. Sorry. But wouldn't it be much weirder if I waited until I was 75 to try butt stuff with my youth pastor? <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Hunter. I see you out there. He made this quip the other day, and I'm going to borrow it. I'm giving him credit. I'm not paying him, but there's credit. If you're trying butt stuff at 75, you are the youth pastor. <laughs> Thank you, Hunter. Thank you very much, Pam. Please, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're I never make it early enough for this you part. You get it. You get the comments. Yeah, what um, if I don't want them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you dealt really well with distractions, which was great. And you're, you're really chill. You have your, you're really unique, like, with your cadence and your delivery and... and I don't know. I dig it. You're like this chill, laid back. Like I dig you, Pam. And all of that, all that like cop that. stuff is great, and that uh, that youth pastor stuff too is is the callback on that is lovely. Thanks, Hunter. Um, That's rule number four. <laughs> it's not rule number one. Never get high on your own supply is rule number four. I, I, uh, I guess I'm uh, I think hard enough. I think if you if you were to say like when you said I was uh, you, you're poor white you listen to rap music i was really bad at selling drugs if you were to say i was really bad at listening to rap music <laughs> but i was really great at selling drugs you would change the whole joke obviously but i mean that's just my takeaway you don't need any of these comments yeah. god bless you it's all my it's this is all for me hey i'll take it all you baby. would change the whole joke obviously but that's funny <laughs> just kill yourself other comments <laughs> i've tried it didn't take he's trying he's working hard at it i'm still here fuck Put your hands I together, everybody, enough, for Lee Stewart. <laughs> All right. Your next comedian, another super funny guy. Put your hands together for number seven, Kelly Evans. Hey, hey, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I also sold uh, sold drugs in uh, in college. I sold weed. I sold weed in college to uh, uh, pay for rent. Uh, and a PlayStation. I'm going to be honest. I bought a PlayStation. It's pretty fucking sick. Um, you know, so, but the thing is, like, when you sell uh, weed, this is before weed was legal, obviously, and I live in Texas, so it's still 
not there. But um, you meet kind of seedy people periodically. And like I knew one guy and uh, uh, we were getting high and he was like, yeah, uh, I sell weed. And if I want to make more money, I get the weed wet beforehand. So it weighs more. Like, all right. He's like, uh, and then if it smells bad, I spray it down with apple juice so it smells better. I'm like, cool. So are you going to sell me this weed now? Or because I'm buying weed from you at the moment. You know, it feels, he's like, yeah, man, it's uh, Granny Smith. I'm like, that's fucking shady. Okay. Like, why would you tell me that you're ripping me off, essentially? So, sorry, he's a lot bigger than me. That's why he could definitely beat the shit out of me. Um, so that's what drugs is like. I actually got arrested at one point, which is uh, not fun. Um, but the story is fun, you know? So if you're going to get arrested, you might as well have a fun story from it, you know? Like, that's a good time. Like, I was I was driving in my truck with some friends of mine, and we're smoking a blunt. And uh, we're about halfway through the blunt. And we decided a hot box, which if you don't know, you keep the windows rolled up just so you can absorb most of the smoke, you know? It's it's effect, it's effect reduce, reuse, and recycle, essentially. I'm very environmentally friendly. Anyway, so uh, I look in my rearview mirror, and then uh, the cop lights show, like, turn on, obviously. So I get pulled over. And as we're getting pulled over on the freeway, I'm like, hey, roll the window down. So it will air out the car, and then uh, I roll my window down, and the cop rolls up, and I realize they never rolled down their window. So there's just a huge cloud of smoke blowing into this cop's face, <laughs> and it's just just really billowing, you know? Like the <laughs> I saw the video. It did not look good. And uh, then he asked me to get out of the car, and uh, he asked me, like, oh, you want to explain to me what that smell is? And I was like... Uh, what smell? Which is a good answer. And uh, he told me I could do it the easy way or the hard way. And uh, I went, easy way, obviously. Does anybody say hard way? I don't think that, does anybody actually pick that option? We'll save questions for later. Uh, and so uh, he took me to the car and he, uh, and I gave him the blunt and uh, I handed it to him and then he said, all of it. And I was like, shit, they make these cops smart. Fuck, okay. So then I had to give him the rest of the weed and uh, then he arrested me. So that was definitely not the easy way. I don't know what he was talking, there is no, I don't know if you know this, but cops lie. So I found that out that night. Um, that's actually not even what I wanted to talk about, but <laughs> just got talking. Um, anyway, I work in wine now and uh, that's interesting. Wine is a weird thing to me because it's like so sophisticated to people, you know? Somebody will be like, I bought this bottle from 1956. It was made by a family who's been making wine for 13 generations. It smells like velvety roses and it tastes like silky earth tones. And I, I drank so much that I pissed myself. I was like, what? That is not classy at all. It's like so sophisticated. <laughs> like it's still, it's still alcohol. You're a drunk. Um, you're an alcoholic, uh, but you're a fancy alcoholic. Um, and, uh, you know, the names are sometimes interesting of wines. Like there's, you know, fun ones like cake bread. It's like a food. And, and then uh, Faust, you know, it's very literary. But then some of the names just are kind of shitty. Um, I met these three women who owned a winery, and their, their mom had emphysema, which if you don't know, it's a, it's a lung disease. She has it. And uh, so in order to dedicate the winery to her, uh, they named it Breathless. Yeah. Yeah, breathless. Yeah, I don't know how she felt about it since uh, you can't hear over the ventilator. But um, 
yeah, it's a little dark. It's a little dark. Uh, kind of missed the mark. It's like if I was like, <sighs> my grandfather has diabetes, and um, we're going to dedicate a candy bar to him, you know? We're naming it Footless. It's going to be... All right, that's fun. Thank you very much. Hey, Kelly Evans, yay. Hey. I love, you're such a good storyteller and so funny, and you could just talk like all the time, and there's just no ums and ahs, and it's always fun, and it yeah. always moves. It's great. You have a great command of the audience. Thanks. And that new strain Granny Smith joke, yeah. ugh, it's gold. It's all so right. funny. All right. Anyone want to add anything? Peter's got um, when you mentioned the PlayStation, I kind of thought you were going to go into like a Grand Theft Auto sort of situation. Okay. Like we were talking about being a drug dealer and all that. So I don't know if there's like some like you're trying to be a GTA character or whatever. Um, at the very end, you could do Fruit by the Foot instead of Footless. Just because like it's an actual. Right. Like, like it wouldn't be a candy bar. It would be like yeah, candy. Yeah, yeah. And then when you're telling the story about like the smoke coming out. I think it'd be funny if you sprinkled in like a few things that you did because you were just so fucking high. Yeah. Like you're like yeah, a teenager. Yeah. Like everything you're saying is like pretty logical. Like, is there something that you did because you were just so fucking high? Yeah. yeah that yeah, it was yeah. just absolutely stupid. Yeah. I need to, uh, you know, loosen it up a bit. You know, it's a bit tight right now. And the fruit by the foot, you can keep the diabetes thing because it's a, like a sugar free, yeah. almost candy. Like, I mean, cause it's a, it's like yeah. a fruit roll-up or whatever. Oh, it's a shit ton of sugar. Yeah. Oh, it has a shit ton of sugar. Yeah, it's so much sugar. Okay. Well, uh, I, I would say uh, nothing sal salvageable and you should quit comedy. Thank you. Thank you, Ian. <laughs> that was my advice. Ian, the only good advice that I've heard today. Thank you. Uh, anyone else want to yeah, follow that? Like one more comment. Quit now. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, just double down on what Ian said. No. Yeah. <laughs> that I think breathless is actually a cool name for a wine. So uh, if you switch the joke around to to be like breathless and then you're like what's the story there yeah. and then it's dark and then you're ah, like full so you start off with the names and then it escalates to something insane like you had yeah. footless but it, there could be like i just switched no, that's around. a good idea yeah, yeah. Or, cool or, 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 yeah or, or. Huh? or the name is like marlboro or something and it's like oh yeah it's a very deep red you know like like marble red <laughs> yeah. Deep yeah yeah Clap your hands right, together, you everybody, much. for Kelly Evans. Yay. All right. Wow, that is some rumbly, rumbly in my tumbly from outside. My goodness, shaking the walls. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, everybody. Can you hear me okay? How you doing? How are you doing? I'm glad to see you here. We're starting them young. I mean, I guess it's appropriate. I mean, R. Kelly's on trial right now, too, so. Oh, 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 okay. Not, you haven't heard worse than my comedy. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> at least that's not, that's, that's not, not at least that's not what my friends tell me. Um, and I just want to do this. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, my favorite faggot. Happy birthday to you. Um... He is my favorite faggot. Other it's like Christina Aguilera sang it. At least in the room. Um, yeah, and you know, fuck you for being only 30, I have to say, because uh, fuck you other... I mean, I mean, I know I look great. I'm 50, right? I am 50. I look, I look fantastic. I'm amazing. And um, 
and I look really good right now, right? See the outfit I'm wearing. I feel like I'm getting ready for a date, you know? And the kind of dates that I get to look forward to tomorrow that I get to prepare for all night. You know, I'm very excited. There's a special drink and everything. You know what I'm looking forward to? A colonoscopy. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it's a very model diet. You know what I mean? No, seriously. It's like, hi, you are now on the clear liquid diet. Okay. And you cannot eat anything like before the shoot at all. Okay. You cannot. I feel like I'm totally getting prepared, you know? I'm starving. I have no idea what's going on. And I get to drink a whole bunch of shit and take pictures. It sounds very exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I haven't always been the spectacular homosexual that you see before you, you know? Um, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. And they say, Brady, why do you work? It's like, because there's, because I've always been a practicing homosexual. I keep trying to get it right. You know, what makes me the best homosexual? I mean, obviously, I mean, you've got competition here, like with Struckmeyer over here. I mean, that's a big faggot. You know, and I think, what are my skills as a faggot? How do I, like, really just make those fantastic? And I think to myself, self, what can you do? Re what's really good? And I think, you know what? I think if there's a Dick Olympics, I would definitely be on the, co on the American Cocksuckers team. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I, I did, I would go for the uh, synchronized fisting team. But but I'm afraid I'd miss the mark, you know. <laughs> Ow! That was deep. Um, yeah, it's like, so, so what is just like, so, um, yeah, and it's not easy to keep myself fit, so I can, you know, you know so, it's, so this is what we do. I mean, when was the last time you've done it? Sucker. Yeah. No, I have, I'm sorry, uh, cocksucker. When was that one? Oh, the Olympics. Wow, see, it's, it's something that we have in common. And I think, like, we need to, like, maybe to have, like, it would, of course, be a gender team two gender team because we have to have perfection all around right I have to make sure we get all perspectives right so um, we'd be like oh my god there he is yes yes no there's no teeth no teeth no teeth no teeth oh my god it's amazing yeah I was you know I haven't always been in this you know I used to have dreams when I was a kid I did but I lost them all since I moved to San Francisco no, seriously um, when I was a kid I used to dream of the boys camp that could have been um, yeah, you know, we play balls. We play with balls all day long. And uh, Oh, you know. She's, she's like, I've done it. I have done it. I've played with balls. This isn't recess, darling. Anyway. Um, and, you know, we, we, we take showers together for a very long time and uh, get really clean, be meticulous about it. And then we'd gather in the mess hall fresh with sun and sing the theme song from Camp Put It In Me in Lake Put It In Me, Wisconsin. And it goes a little something like this. Oh, I love you, put it in me, put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me, put it in me all the way. On your shores, put it in me. I am yours, put it in me. But it's in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brady Pearson. Ooh, yay! Brady Pearson. Thank you. Hooray for Brady. Um, I love the new colonoscopy joke. I think that's lovely. Thank you. Um, and the only thing I can say is that something about with the Dick Olympics, something about a dismount and sticking the landing. Oh yeah, or sticking the landing. Yeah. Yeah. Out. Well, that could definitely be the uh, fisting thing. 
Sticks the landing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I stuck. Congratulations, you've ruined Lucia's childhood. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, her family did that a long time. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, she would say that. That's why I'm. That's. But it was it was great, and your "Put It to Me" song is like perfect. It's come all the way, and it's like really lovely. Thank you. It's it's come all the way. way. It's come all the way over me, in me. Yes. Um. The "Put It in Me" song yes. should be like the theme song to the Dick Olympics. Oh yeah, you know, it's like da da da, and you're like you're like a torchbearer along the way. And I don't know, there's like pyro. I have to suck all the dicks. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to suck all the dicks in the Dick Olympics this year. Something, anything. I also love the idea of you like getting poppered up for your colonoscopy. Like, <laughs> it will be the only thing up my ass since COVID. <laughs> like, you just I'll show up with a bottle of fucking rush to shit. have your colon exam. It is the most exciting thing to happen down there in years. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought you were really great. You were super, super comfortable, and I think uh, that makes you funnier, obviously. Oh, but I thought it was a great job. I think... Um, I like when you said that you were like a practitioner of being gay. That was really funny. Like I'm still practicing. Like that was really good. Um, <clears throat> with the colonoscopy thing, yeah, I guess kind of like what Peter said. But it's also like I, I think there's a lot of potential there. You could be like, this yeah. is the most I've ever spent for something coming up my ass or something, something along the lines oh, of. Oh like, yeah, there's, there, that was just the very beginning. You know, okay, but I have to go through the entire experience. Yeah, there's you know? a lot of there's right. a lot of so there's a lot of well avenues. Experience. A lot of avenues you could go with that. But yeah, yeah I'm sure you can said. get really deep with that joke. <laughs> Oh, oh. Put your hands together, everybody, for Brady All right. So that's the end of the comments section. And now we're just going to do four-minute sets. Uh, three minutes, you'll hear the horn. And your next comedian, the, actually, we have a rock block that your two next comedians are part of the finals of the San Francisco comedy competition. It's super exciting. Put your hands together right now, everybody, for Orion Levine. Hey. Yeah, I'm uh, uh, I'm very afraid of confrontations. I can't handle confrontation. I was dating this girl for six weeks, and she thought my name was Logan the whole time. I didn't know how to tell her. I came up with this plan. I was like, I'll bring her around my friends. All my friends casually drop my name in conversation, but I made the mistake of telling my friends that plan. Now they all call me Logan. <laughs> yeah, I can't handle confrontation. I once saw a guy steal my bike, and I didn't even – I just let him do it. He wasn't even in a rush or anything. He just walked away slowly. He was dragging an old pit bull. Okay. Uh, I live with three women, which roughly translates to about 90 succulents. Uh, Just a house full of succulents. I feel like my roommates went to a nursery the same way Mark Zuckerberg went to Hawaii. He just walked there. He was like, I'll buy all of this. Um, Man, my roommates love burning sage. They burn sage in the apartment. Stop burning sage in our apartment, okay? It's not haunted, there's no spirits there. It was built in 2004. If there's a ghost there, let him stay. He listens to Sugar Ray, he's a cool guy. (laughs) Yes, Uh, I thought living with women would make me a better person. Turns out I just pee sitting down now, so I don't know if our cycle's synced or what is going on, but I would sit, but there are succulents hanging from the ceiling, so. I, uh, I had to block my mom on Facebook, finally blocked my mom on Facebook. She was getting out of control. She kept tagging me in inspirational posts. Uh, she sent me this post, a uh, picture of a bumblebee, and then in cursive over the bumblebee, it just said, be who you want to be. 
And now I want to be an orphan. That's where I'm at. Nope, shut up. Uh, <laughs> uh, my parents aren't a big fan of my comedy. I took my dad to one of my shows. He hated it. Afterwards, he came up to me. He was like, Orion, why don't you talk about something real up there, like capitalism? And I was like, Dad, how many times do I have to tell you? I don't know what that word means. That would have been funnier if I didn't say shut up to a 13-year-old right before. I said, also, my name is Logan. Okay. Uh, my dad's old. I got an old dad. Uh, I, sometimes I catch him doing old guy shit. You know, I, I walked in on him chiseling a letter with a magnifying glass. Okay. Uh, he's on his third marriage. My dad's on his third marriage. He's like a Mormon in slow motion. <laughs> it's out of control. All women, too. He's a feminist. And uh, just kidding. It's because he's homophobic. Um uh, yeah, he didn't even invite me to the third. I, I didn't even get an invite to his marriage. He just went out and did it like it was a haircut. He just showed up one day like, do you like it? I was like, I don't know. Those sideburns seem kind of young for you. Yeah, I get why you wouldn't want to invite people to your third wedding. That's like being a gambling addict and inviting someone to watch you at the casino. <laughs> like, hey, you want to go watch me bet half your will? Yeah. Uh, by the third marriage, your wedding vows start to sound like Craigslist posts. It's like, till death do us part, or best offer. <laughs> All right, cool. Sorry about that. Just, uh, what grade are you in? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that makes sense, because uh, it not until ninth grade that they teach you about heckling. So, <laughs> All right, guys, I'm Orion Levine. Enjoy the rest of the show. Your next comedian, also in the finals of the San Francisco Comedy Competition. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Levy! Yay! Okay, it's me. Hello. Okay. Uh, uh, I was homeschooled uh, growing up. That's a, a true thing about me. And uh, one thing that's hard about being homeschooled is it's hard uh, to rebel when you're homeschooled, you know, because you can't be like, ah, there's like no way to drop out of school, you know, to be like, you can't be like, ah, I'm going to drop out by enrolling in public school. That's the, that's the most badass thing you could do as a homeschooler. Like, I'll show you, all you losers. Uh, it's, uh, but I, I liked it. It was good. My, my mom tried to teach uh, me and my siblings good values. Like, uh, she used to read stories to like me and my sister. And whenever there was a story about a princess, she would always change the words uh, beautiful to intelligent. So all of our stories were about like a princess who was the smartest in all the land. Uh, and my sister grew up actually to be incredibly smart and horrifically ugly. So just, she's just like, oh, you know, you're like, oh, no, it's a, uh, no, that's a joke. I mean, my sister's very attractive, but uh, I mean, well, no, you know, I would, I, but it's a small dating pool when you're homeschooled. What do you want from me? I don't, I don't exactly have options. Okay, there we go. Uh, yeah, boy, what's up? Um, I, uh, I recently uh, saw a woman trying to, uh, out in front of her house, she had like steps going up to her house and she was trying to get a couch up the steps by herself. Uh, and I was like, I, I could help, but that's a horrible person right there. There's a, you don't have one friend who can help you move a couch. That's, I don't need that negativity in my life. I just, okay, just for me. Okay. Some of these are just fun observations. I enjoy. Um, I, uh, 
I think cops get a, you know, no, no one likes cops. They get a bad rap. But I, I think one part about their job that we could all acknowledge is hard for, would be hard for anyone, is bystanders. I think it make any job, like whenever a cop's just trying to do his job, there's just people watching. Like, could you imagine if you're trying to do your job, you know, you're in the office trying to make an Excel spreadsheet and there's people gathered around just watching like, hey, are you doing that right? And you're like, what do you want? For okay, no, just, okay. X nay on the pro cop material. I'm learning. Uh, let's see here. What else is going on? Uh, I have a, I have a, a, an attractive friend. And it feels like he's he's living in a, in a different reality than everyone else. You can't ask him for advice. It's not Orion. I looked at Orion, and then Kelly looked at Orion. No, it's much more attractive than Orion. But uh, is uh, Orion's attractive for a comic, but not attractive for a normal person. So it's <laughs> I uh, no, but I do. I have an attractive friend, and we were the other day. We were in the car. Orion was there too, and we were trading notes on like what's your what's your move, what's your like what, what's your game, and he was like. Oh man, when I was dating, I used to do this thing where I would go to a bar and then go into the corner and look at my phone and women would approach me. And it's like, what are you, reality are you living in? What insane, how has that helped me at all? That's, that's still, I, I don't know. It's just crazy. That's like a bird being like, oh, you want to know how to fly? Try using your wings. It's like, I don't have that. Okay. Nope. That's, yep. That's fair. Okay. That's, um, I have, uh, being homeschooled, I have a lot of uh, 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 exotic friends. Uh, I have a friend who's really into uh, Civil War reenacting. It's this thing. And I think it's funny that, uh, did, did you go over there? They always do. They always do that. With, and uh, I I just think it's, it's funny that the people look down on Civil War reenactors. You know, they talk trash, but it's like, what? He's having fun, you know? He's having a good time. Just let him uh, go out there. As a uh, okay, it's dead silence. No one's agreed with me on this at all. There's not really a punchline, but people I, like I know this other guy who thinks it's insane that I hang out with a homeschooler or uh, with a with a Civil War reenactor, and he's like, ah, it's so lame that he, he you know a Civil War reenactor. I'm like, man, you have depression. Like, what's have you tried Civil War reenacting? Maybe you'd have a good time. I don't know. It's okay. There's something there. Okay, that's my time. Thank you very much. All right, we're on number 11. Put your hands together, everybody, for Kaula Finman. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Hi, back there. All right. Kelly, hi. I don't want to do stand-up right now, but I'm doing it. That's, hopefully, I won't give you that energy for the next two minutes. Oh, man. Let's see. I come from a long line of women who had they have... Now, let me see. Oh, man. I feel like this is the first time I'm doing stand-up. <laughs> I'm done. That's been my time. All right. Okay. Let's start again. Okay. I'm, I come from a long line of women who, had they had the choice, would not have had children. You know? Like, you can tell by the lunches my mom made. Everything in the same bag. I'm the first woman in my bloodline to decide not to have children. De facto. All, all, there's no women in the room. But yeah, oh, Pam's in the room. Yeah, if you are deciding not to have kids, you're the first one. <laughs> like, we're bred to want children, so we have to like overcome the instinct to have children every fucking time. Like every woman for, mille for millennia or whatever who's decided not to have kids has to like go against evolution. Anyway, there's a joke coming, I promise. <sighs> 
See, if I want to look at my notes, I have to put on my reading glasses. It's like a whole <laughs> fucking thing. It's like a whole fucking thing. Because. Okay. What did I say? Okay. So I'm trying to get to something. Right. So I'm trying to say this is that like, I don't want kids. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Because feminism, it brought women into the workplace and then was like, what are you carrying? You can't bring that in here. You know, a woman's like going into work and they're like, what's that? She's like, I'm pregnant. They're like, you can't bring that in here. So like, what do you want me to do with it? They're like, you have to keep it. So I don't know. There's like some kind of analogy I'm going to work on with like, it's like, you know, when you like get a cup of coffee and you like, you're not allowed to bring it in. You can't bring outside drinks. So like, that's how babies feel in the workplace. So I'll get the wording right for that. It's like, so I don't want to have kids. I don't think having kids or like I think not having kids or having kids is not like a feminist issue, but like, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. God damn it, this is going terribly. Thank you. Yeah, I just, okay, there's one thing, like I'm not like totally anti-kid because like if you have kids, like they do help you stop being so like far up your own ass. Like, do you guys have like an aunt or uncle that like doesn't have kids? And it's just like so much weirder than your parents. Like I have like an aunt who like thinks God can talk to her and like talks about like masturbation at the table. And it's just like, she wears like leopard bras around the house. She's like very strange. And I feel like if my aunt Tova had teenagers, like they would have never let her get that far out of hand. Like if I had a kid, they would not let me leave the house in like a wool short sleeve sweater and shorts, you know, it's like kids rein their parents in. Oh my God. This is my first open mic in like three weeks. I forgot how to talk to people. God damn. But um, that's why I was pretty upset when a, a friend of mine uh, announced that she was having a baby. You're going to be on my side by the end of this, but I won't have time to finish. Um, she, she put up a picture. Well, she invited us to like a first trimester baby shower, and then she had a picture up of the fetus, and it just said, meet my daughter, Aurora Borealis. Do you guys hate her yet? <laughs> And then uh, around the picture, there was a gold chain that just said feminist. It's like, has the bar gone so low we can call anything with a heartbeat a feminist? Like, all this fetus has ever done is leach nutrients from a woman's body and kick a woman till she vomits. Okay, that's been my time. I'm going to quit counting now. Yay. Woo! Yay. She doesn't want to have kids. I don't either. I love your sweater. The sweater is amazing. I wish the radio listening audience could see its majesty and wonderment. Your next comedian, clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Steven Asifo! Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I know I look like I just left the courthouse and now I'm on child support, so. And. That's like probably the best life advice you could get. <laughs> yeah, just do what you gotta do, dog. All right. Um. So came up here to talk. Uh, COVID is still a thing. It's just still a, a really big deal. And the hardest part about it right now is that they're releasing new variants, like iPhone updates. And I'm like, I'm still getting used to the features on this one. And so there's like the Delta variant and the Lambda. Assuming the original is alpha, this shit is starting to sound like a frat house. And I was like, can you, like, can you imagine that? And it's like, alpha, delta, Lambda fraternity, spike up. We are not here to discriminate between the old and the young. No, sir. We are here to increase the curve. 
increase the curve, increase the curve. Good lambdas, good. We are here to make social interactions awkward. If they sneeze, we spread. If they cough, we spread. Is it understood? Yes, sir. We spread. We fly. We multiply. Y'all think y'all could be some lambdas? Y'all think y'all lambda material? Well, first, you got to learn the steps. First, we have the Fauci. We have the Wuhan. We also have the Wu-Tang. Put it all together for them, Lambdas. Super spreader breakdown. Spike up. Um. Uh, I think SF is too passive aggressive. Um, actually, I haven't really figured that one out yet either. Um, oh, okay. So maybe this is what I can't work out in the short amount of time I have up here. Uh, after a show that I did recently, a guy came up to me, gave me feedback. Here's the thing about feedback: everyone is, you know, entitled to opinion. You don't have to listen to everybody, but I thought I'd be a nice guy. Individual comes up to me and says, "Hey, look, I think you did a great job on your set. However, I think you explained things too long. I got it. I wanted you to move on." And I said, all right, cool, because the thing about feedback is that it should be timely, relevant, and specific. Felt a little bit timely, right after my set. Relevant, eh, kind of. He was an audience member. Specific, not yet. So I asked, hey, what part of my set did you feel like that was kind of coming down? And he says, well, I don't know. I don't know your jokes like that. And I said, well, you just said you saw my jokes, so now <laughs> you are a psychopath. Um, <laughs> This is so cheap. <laughs> and, and so he says, well, if uh, you really want me to know, then, you know, I should have left a while ago. Um, that's really all I had. Um, cool, thank you. All right. Steven Asifo! Oh, my gosh. If you don't get an applause break every time you do that amazing step routine, dear God, that was amazing. Your next comedian, put your hands together for number 13, Drea Myers! Yes. Uh, how are we doing? Uh, <laughs> only the kid responded. Great. This is great. Uh, anybody smoke weed in here? <laughs> Hell yes. I smoke weed. I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, what if you shotgun the dick? You don't know what that means, so stop. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what if you just took a big-ass hit and just blew it directly into a dick tip? Just like, <laughs> right? And then it just blew it back at you, like, <laughs> and then it was like, I got the munchies, bro. And you're like, good, because you're about to eat this pussy, bitch. Let's go. Let's do it. That's a dumbass bit that I will never do in any other room that's not filled with all comics. Um, any married men in here? Yeah, right. <laughs> married men are the most annoying men to single women, dude. The most annoying, bro. Because they always got to shove a wife into the conversation for no reason. You know what I mean? Like, no reason. Every time you try to, like, just casually talk to a married man, they have to shove a wife in there, right? I remember one time I was just talking to this dude about cheese, and he was like, well, my wife, Heather, loves white cheddar. 
I'm just like, dude, is she here? Then shut the fuck up about her. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Your wife Heather loves white cheddar. Go fuck yourself, bro. We're having a conversation. You know what I mean? It's fucking disrespectful. Like, wait until it's at least deep enough to stick your dick in before you bring up your wife. You know what I mean? Also, they do it as a territorial thing. They do it to, like, whoosh, like slap you back because they think you're hitting on them. But, dude, I've been single for, like, 10 years. So if I'm really trying to hit on you, telling me you have a wife has no impact on me whatsoever. It's, like, pretty much the same impact as telling me you have a dog at home. I'm just going to be like, cool, what breed? And you know how big this bitch is, and you know her temperament. In case she attacks me while I'm eating her food. Um, am I dealing with the chihuahua, or is this bitch a pit bull? Which one is it? Do I need a leash or a stun gun, motherfucker? Wives get very mad when I tell that bit. It's intense. Um, I'm actually a retired side chick. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I was a side chick at one point, but not on purpose. Like, I didn't purposely go after some dude. Uh, I was screwing this dude for like eight years. Eight years. Eight fucking years. And during that time, he went from single to in a relationship to single to in a relationship to single. So, like, I was a side chick, but I was there eight years. So, I was the main bitch. You know what I mean? Eight years, bro. I finally had to stop screwing with him because he got married. Um, yeah, he got married. Uh, and then his wife would text me. She'd be like, texting me, like, stay away from my husband. And I'm like, dude, I've been here eight years. You just got here. Like, the fuck? <laughs> You know what I mean? You just started. I got history already. Yeah. One time I remember she texted me and she was like, stay away from my husband. And I went online and I just Googled like naked titty selfie. And then I found one and I just texted it back to her like, stay away from these, bitch. <laughs> so like not only she thought she, her man was cheating, but she thought her man was cheating with like a big titty bitch. I don't even have tits. So... <laughs> You know what I mean? You want to fuck with me? I'm going to fuck with you, bitch. Now you think he's screwing with some double Ds, bitch. Oh, fuck. Uh, all right. Thank you so much. <laughs> Calm it up. Yay! Kay Myers! Woo! All right. Your next comedian, also new to the room and has a super cool name. Everybody put your hands together for Carvin. Di I'm not going to try to do your last name because I'll just destroy it. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Um, so over COVID, I picked up a couple, uh, quarantine habits. I started taking care of plants, started biking, um, started taking Spanish lessons as well from, uh, Ricardo from, uh, Cuernavaca. Um, according to Ricardo, I still do all of these hobbies and I didn't give up after a single week. Um, I like to spice up my lifestyle like that. Um, learning spanish with ricardo um he's asking me he's been asking me a lot about how much my friends my neighbors and my neighbor's friends and sisters pay in rent i'm not sure if he's trying to get me to learn numbers or he's really interested in the local housing market um he i think he's just trying to invest for his children i mean uh ninos as i've uh, recently learned um I also live with um, a couple women. Um, I'm actually the minority there, the minority male there. Uh, and I give my minority male perspective. Um, 
I'm also the designated handyman for the team. Not because I'm stronger. My roommates can bench press me. Um, it's because I'm just just tall enough to reach the top shelf um, and disable the fire alarm. Yeah, thank you, thank you. There's nothing that builds a male savior complex more than waking up at 4 a.m. and being able to turn off the alarm. It's really great. Switching over. We've also, like I think a lot of you guys have switched to remote work tools, like enterprise tools and stuff like that. Um, as a house, we've done that too. We've now switched all our decision-making decision, decision making into Pinterest. So all furniture, um, all decisions like that. Recently with ice cream, we use Pinterest as well. Um, I've come to learn our fridge is too small to have two pint-sized containers of ice cream. Uh, and it sucks when only two people like the ice cream and those two people decided to go vegan. So I've been without ice cream for a little bit. Um, I also been dating this girl uh, for about a year now. I like to empower her. Um, yes, as a feminist and, and male ally. Um, that's why I let her pay for dinner. Uh, she's also big into baseball, so we've been going to a bunch of Giants games. She buys the tickets, she finds the seats, she buys our uh, food. All I do is carry her phone. Because honestly, there's no space in there. Uh, I think that's why um, for women, they earn 71 cents for every dollar a man earns. They just don't have the space in their well, in their pockets for that. Um, all right. I think I ran through my son real quick. That's it for me. Thank you. Clap your hands together for Carvin. Yay. All right, we've still got more comedians left. Do in four minutes your next comedian. Put your hands together for Mark Neuer. Get off your cell phones. All of you. Off the cell phones. Four minutes. I'm not Alexa, darling. Let me tell you something. Red, red wine. Do you know that song? I've heard, I didn't ask if you knew it, I'm, stop. That song I've heard is about heroin. Did you guys know that? Which, you don't even know what heroin is. I've done heroin bigger than you, okay, stop it. <laughs> Cut it out. What are you, three milligrams? Cut it out. I've heard it was about heroin, but in reality it could be about either heroin or red wine <laughs> anyways all right i could tell by most of your eyebrows you've heard or been on twitter you've seen this white people have no culture have you heard this white people have no culture okay who's taking credit for meatloaf going once going twice sold to the dirty white trash from modesto ladies and gentlemen me you want to know what's some more white culture when you go to the the checkout stand and you swipe your card and it says declined, well, that is impossible. <laughs> that is the whitest thing you could possibly say. Now I'm taking credit for statements now. <laughs> that is just impossible. There is no way that my card would ever be declined. So white. That statement should come with Stacey Adams shoes and socks. Okay. I'm not attacking you, Carver. Carvin. Carvin, see, I'm, now I'm gentrifying your name. 
<laughs> making you a president all of a sudden. Sir Carver, <laughs> can I get your opinion? Eggnog? I know, Pam always wants eggnog because she's always dirty and white, ladies and gentlemen. Eggnog is just a cup of mayonnaise, eggs, and milk stirred together. Bless its soul, disgusting. Yeah, I know, right? And I'll give it to the black community for adding brandy during the holidays, but it's, at its core, dirty and white. I know, I know, I know. You put some cinnamon in it, we all forget, but it's dirty and disgusting and white. I'm not getting close to you guys. I'm getting close to my drugs in this bottle right here. This is Powerade, nothing else, nothing more. Hydration, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see, let's see. We all have our vaccination cards, thank God. Thank God, hey, we need the vaccines. We need them. You know what I think we need? The thermometer checks back. And we do. Because I can walk into any building with my vaccine card, sick as a dog. Just <laughs> coughing up blood. On the verge of death. But I got my card, ladies and gentlemen. I got my card. We're fine. I got my mask. Everything's good. Except my health. It's bananas. It's bananas. It's fucking bonkers. But you all got a fucking card, don't you? You're the problem. You look at me, I'm the problem because I moved to San Francisco. I'm not from here and I'm white and dirty. Ugh. And you all have a fucking card. You're like seven days old and you have a card. I know, you couldn't. You wouldn't even have a place to put it. You don't even, you're not even allowed to have a purse yet. <laughs> you had your two seconds. Stop it. Shut up. I'd have left you here if I was your mother. God damn. <laughs> I want you guys to make it loud for this up and coming fucking comedian right here who came in. Second set. God bless her. I didn't have the balls at her age to do it. And guess what? Neither does she. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mark Neuer. Have a great night. God bless you. Mark Neuer. Mark Neuer, everyone. Hooray. Uh, I don't see Wally. Wally's not here, but you know who is? Another lady friend. Put your hands together, everybody, for Karen Braswell. All right. Um, I don't have any jokes tonight. I um, just come here asking for your advice. Um, I have a tennis racket in my house. This guy I went on two dates with mailed it to me. I don't know how he got my address. So like, I'm really freaked out by this. I went and I saw the box downstairs and I'm thinking just, okay, well, my memory must be really terrible because I don't remember ordering anything. But um, yeah, I'm really freaked out by this and I haven't even spoken to this guy in weeks. So what the hell is this box doing here? Um, I've just locked all the windows, locked all the doors, put the blinds down. I've been sitting in the dark all day today going, shit. <laughs> Um, I asked my friends if they thought if this was creepy or what, and everyone kind of said, uh, yeah, it's creepy if some dude just mails you something and doesn't have your address. Um, and I asked my mom, like, mom, what do you think about this dude just mailing me something? She's like, he seems nice. You should go out with him again. Like, mom, how did dad court you? <laughs> I don't know. I am not interested in any of this. I hate tennis. 
I grew up middle class. Um, there were no country clubs where we'd you know play tennis lessons and all that. Um, although I did take golf for management majors, or as I like to call it, how to succeed in business without really trying. <laughs> that's real, guys. That like sadly, that's that's not a joke. My college transcript really says that. Um, I tried taking tennis lessons as an adult, though, and I was terrible at it to the point that the instructor said I was the worst he's ever seen. And he teaches kindergartners, you know, and he's like, okay, Karen, just make a parabola with the ball. Yeah. And I couldn't do that. And he's like, just make a rainbow, motherfucker. Like, come on. <laughs> like, ah. So that pissed me off so much. I tried to throw the ball at his head. And of course I missed. So, oh, well. Um, I told this date that I didn't like tennis, you know, this came up on the second date we had. And so I don't know why he would mail me a tennis racket. Um, in addition to being totally creeped out by it, I'm also just super confused. Doesn't make sense. Like, after I checked it for listening devices, I just figured, like, what do I do with this? Is he gonna break into my house or something? Is this like a, a self-defense tool for me? You know, I have to like beat him with a tennis racket or something? In that case, I should have um, mentioned my affinity for cooking. Oh yeah, stainless steel frying pan would come in real handy right now. Or a butcher knife, something like that. Uh, I should have talked about other sports I like. You know, maybe um, archery. Or um, decathlon, you know, more shooting. Or uh, paintball, even. I don't know. Something would have been better than a tennis racket. Um, so guys, I really want to know, what's the etiquette here? What do I do? Do I have to call him up, tell him no thank you? What do you think? Do I have to mail it back? Send it back? You think? Shit, now I've got an errand. Oh, God. Amazon. <laughs> All right, maybe I'll put it on Craigslist and be like, um, just don't come to my house to pick it up. I'll just meet you somewhere. $500 <laughs> or best offer. Um, I just want this guy to take his fuzzy balls away and leave me alone. Um, we are not a match. We're not playing doubles. This is not love. And um, I'm just all deuces and ready to walk away. So thank you. Karen Braswell, everyone. Hooray. Your next comedian, also new to the room. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Ty Colgate. Yeah. Hey, uh, well, yikes. Uh, so I sent this girl a tennis racket. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that hurts. Um, no, actually, this is great. This is awesome. Uh, this is my first time in San Francisco. This is a cool, it's a really cool city. You guys have a fucking beautiful city. I like San Fran. I feel like I fit the aesthetic more here, like uh, whatever this is. I feel like I blended more with this city. Like in Atlanta, most people just think I'm a lesbian with a deep voice. <laughs> I don't. I don't really stand out. I don't know. I. Uh, I don't know. That's great. I, I. This is this is a lot of fun. This is about the same in open mics for uh, Atlanta. You know, you're playing the chairs. That's kind of how that goes. I went to college to do comedy for chairs. A lot of fun. I got a dumb degree to begin with, so I deserve this. Did you guys get, like, dumb degrees? I mean, yeah. you have to. You, we're comedians. Like, that's what led to this. What, what, what did you major in? You look like you might have, maybe, huh? The only person right here? Yeah. 
Fuck! Fuck! No! Don't make it. He's like, it's the truth. It hurts worse when you, like, add that part. I didn't think you were lying. You look smarter than me. I'm a fucking idiot. I majored in radio television. I'm right fucking here. <laughs> it hurts. No, it does hurt. Radio television is a, uh, it's a garbage degree. Like, I mean, and my college calls me asking if I can, like, donate money to them, which is, like, what a fucking joke that is. Like, I don't think anything has helped me better understand why my dad didn't like to pay child support than when my college calls me asking for money. Because, like, part of me wants to do, like, the regal thing and, like, give them the money. But then there's this other part that's like, didn't we already pay for the thing? And then there's, like, an even smaller part that's like, I feel like I was tricked into it. Like, I didn't have all the facts going in. Like, a degree in radio television sounded like a fun idea. And now I'm just stuck with a diploma with two dying industries on it. <laughs> it just stings. It hurts. I don't even know. Like, where do we draw the line if you wanted money? Like, a minor in pay phones? <laughs> a certificate in telegrams? Like, when do we just admit I got fucking scammed? <laughs> just call me and say that. That would be brave. I don't know. All I'm trying to say is, like, I understand my dad more now. Because, you know, I feel like... uh like I'm the radio television degree of kids. Aw. <laughs> uh, I'm sure, like, look, when he was younger, I'm sure it was like a real fun idea. But now that he's older, he's just stuck with a kid that does comedy. That's not worth the money. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, in a way, we both should have pulled out. That's what I'm... <laughs> we all learned in that moment. Hey, hey, there we are. Uh, it's a weird time to be white. I don't, you know, I don't like white people either, which feels kind of pandery to say. I, no, I mean, like, I, some white people are fine. I, like, I think there's camps. Like, I can't stand uh, the uppity white people that think not being racist is, like, some kind of achievement. Like, no one's let them know that that's, like, square fucking one, you know what I mean? Like, 50 years ago, that would have been a flex, you know what I mean? That'd be a bold position. Like, the 1960s. Like, if you dated a black woman in the 1960s, you would have gotten a fucking brick through your window. But if you date a black woman a day, you just learn how to moisturize. <laughs> it's like wildly different consequences. Hey, uh, that was my interpretation of comedy. I love you guys so much. Have a good night. Ty Colgate, everyone. Hooray. All right, we're coming down to your last few comics. He's been patient all night. Put your hands together for Hunter Uniac. <laughs> Fuck yes, you're an asshole, he didn't clap. I'm joking, I'm joking. So that's, that's fucked up, don't worry, I get meaner. Weird though, guys, um, I work with my dad, you know, that's about the right response. Uh, that's why you didn't ask me about my degree, you know? It's weird that we were construction, like, we, my, da my dad and I are coworkers now, so he thinks that means we're friends, you know? He's starting to pick me up for work, and he's like, yeah, the first thing out of his mouth in the morning is like, so this is my ex-girlfriend, this is a picture of her, and she just won the Mr. Olympia for Germany. Look how hot she is. And I go, good morning. What the fuck? And she's like, imagine if I was still with her. You know, we could be a couples, you know, team in that, you know, bodybuilding thing. And I'm like, how's mom? Is she okay? You're all divorced. Okay, you're children who's divorced. I get it. Fuck you guys. You know, this actually happened. All right, this is the weirdest part. Like, that's his version of bonding with his son. 
just showing his son a picture of a 50-year-old woman in a bikini going like, yeah, wouldn't you fuck her too? I did. <laughs> weird. It is. My, da- my dad's fucking weird. He is. Um, what else about him? He's an Irish immigrant. Okay. And um, I love how the whitest person in the room nodded an Irish immigrant, you know, for some reason. It's like, you know, you're not, like, you look like Michael Sarah if he was a surfer, you know? But I don't know. I'm riffing out this jokes here somewhere. It's crazy, though. What else happened? Like, it's fucking weird. It is. Like, you know, I work for my dad, which means, like, if we have overtime, you know how weird it is to complain to HR about overtime when your daddy's the head of the company? You know what I mean? I just have to go up to mom and be like, mom, I didn't get overtime. She's like, I don't get fucking, I don't get dates out with him. And you talk about overtime? All right, overtime for me is like when he takes Viagra and he can go on for an extra hour, all right, and you're complaining about your overtime? I have to fuck this person and talk to him. Oh, I'm sorry, there's a child here. Um, it's what your parents don't do. What? You, oh, you said you've seen. Have you seen your parents fucking? Okay. That was the worst thing said. <laughs> Well, that's what I mean, because I've seen my parents fucking, all right? It was weird. It was a trip in Tahoe. They ordered a motel room. I was 11. I woke up in the middle of it. Why are they doing it in the same room? I am too, all right? Remember how I talked about my mom complaining about overtime? That was the overtime. Jesus fucking Christ. I came up here to say jokes. Now I'm crying on the inside. That's so funny that all you guys all said was the words out of my mouth the first time she saw my dad's dick. (laughs) Also, the first time she saw me. (laughs) What the fuck am I doing up here, guys? It's weird. Oh, um, I I, I uttered the whitest phrase ever a couple of weeks ago. Um, It was, no, officer, I don't believe I was speeding on my moped. I don't get a ticket for that. None of you guys have mopeds. All right. You're from L.A., right? Atlanta. Atlanta? Oh, yeah. Th- there's no mopeds there. A moped, sir, is, um, is, is what a Harley is, except if it was a Prius. That's an accurate description. All right. I'll leave you with this. Um, hey, do you guys think Hulk Hogan looks like Thor if he was on bath salts? Yeah. Cool. This has been a set. That's my time. <laughs> Hunter Uniac, yay! All right, we're coming down to it. You clap your hands together for Josh Kahn. How many people stunned to something? Oh goddamn! I love that song. Uh, what's up, you guys? My name is Josh Kahn, and. Uh, I let my hair down right before I got up here, just not for you people, just because I wanted to smell the shampoo. Um, that's the truth. Uh, I am Mutiny Radio's resident half-Asian Jewish accordion player. Um, there can only be one. People are really lining up to try to take that position, but I locked it down. It's mine. Um, did everybody take flyers to hand out for the uh, festival? Everybody took flyers to hand out, right? We got like two boxes. What if this was like, what if this was one of those Monopoly money situations? Like, what if all these $500 bills were real? (laughs) This isn't funny. Okay. Jokes. Um, You guys, you guys are all sad about Burning Man, right? 
They canceled Burning Man, right? Little kid, you go to Burning Man all the time, of course. I go to Burning Man constantly. I know what that is, right? Okay, well, they canceled Burning Man. Uh, they go, what? <laughs> what? Uh, they canceled Burning Man because a bunch of uh, people uh, wouldn't get vaccinated. They refused to go to Learning Man. They don't believe in science. Um, oh, wordplay. You're one of those. You're one of those old men. Listen, my kid is more than twice your age, okay? You're way too recently out of somebody's uterus for you to be giving me shit right now. Um, yes, the, the unvaccinated wouldn't go to learning, man. That was the wordplay pun. So aptly jumped on by our youthful cohort here. Um, they're organizing alternative events in the Bay Area for people that are sad about Burning Man not having happened, okay? The, a bunch of Amish people are uh, going to be churning butter in uh, Golden Gate Park. They're calling it Churning Man. Uh, uh. At the raceway in Napa, they're doing Turning Man. Uh. See, this is what it comes down to. This is the dark road that comedy is. You'll, be, you'll have a 20-year-old child, and you'll be standing up here telling wordplay jokes to somebody who's half your child's age, okay? Don't go down this road. Don't go down this road, honey. It's terrible. I'm super sad because I broke up with my girlfriend recently. Correct response. Uh... And so ever since then, I get those emails that are like, are we breaking up? And they're super triggering. Have you guys got those? I'm like, what the fuck, man? What sort of shit is that to send to somebody? Are we breaking up? I was like, uh, no, no, we're not. Come back. Um, but yeah, we were together for a long time. We were together for like over five years. Um, so many things happened in that time. We were, we were together for so long. We didn't meet like you guys meet like on Bumble and Tinder and stuff is how you guys meet people. We met the way people met like back in the day you know craigslist <laughs> um she wanted me to have more kids i don't want to have more kids i already got like i said i have the kid that's twice as old as you um so i didn't want to have more kids one day i caught her poking holes in my condoms with a safety pin i got her back i crushed up plan b and put it in her oatmeal every morning maybe accounts for the wild mood swings i don't know there was some there was some new shit. What was it? Oh yeah, no, my kid. My kid. I feel like such a boomer. It's cuz it's it's difficult to explain things to my kid um now that he's an adult, but like when he was a teenager, people were like, oh, "Are you going to let your kid smoke weed?" And I was like, "Let my kid smoke weed. He's my fucking dealer." <laughs> Can't do anything about that. But like explaining shit to him like, you know, when I was in school, like, they taught you cursive, you know, like, that's a, that's a technology that's now only good for writing on birthday cakes. Like, why do you fucking need cursive, you know? Like, this kid doesn't fucking... Explaining shit to him, like, about vapes is like, no, we had to, like, sneak around and and smoke weed. Like, it, it was hard. Like, he has a phone now with, like, you know, it has, like, 17 cameras on it. Like, three of them are just for taking pictures of his dick, you know? It's like... And, uh, like, back in my day, it's like, we didn't have cell phones, like, if... Somebody forgot to pick me up from soccer practice. I was just really early the next soccer next soccer practice. I can't fucking talk today. Jesus Christ, you guys. Roll that a bit. What's the last thing? Oh yeah, and um, oh, fuck. Yeah, there was more about my kid. Fuck my fuck fuck fuck, fuck my stupid kid. Goddamn nineteen year old. He's a little he's a little fucking bastard. Let's just end it there. Let's just let's uh, can can everybody just say fuck my kid. Fuck that little bastard. Jaden, if you're listening, call your father. Judge Khan, everyone. All right, we have one last comedian. Put your hands together for Mike Bonds.
Wrong microphone. All right, how you guys doing tonight? We got kids in the house tonight? Wow. Oh, wow. She Okay. All right. Well, uh, geez. You, <laughs> throw me, threw me all off. Okay. I'm going to talk about the difference between white people and black people. How's that? Okay? Okay? I'm going to do that for a change, right? Because this guy threw it out over here. He's looking at me like, what the hell's going on over here? What's he going to say? I'm going to say... Don't name your dogs human names. That's all I'm going to say right there. Because my buddy, I got a white partner. He named his, his named his dog Larry. I said, what the fuck you name your dog Larry for? He goes, I don't know, man, but my dog has ADHD. I said, really? Your dog has ADHD? Because you named him Larry. That's why. You know? Jeez, guys. You guys miss buffets? Anybody miss buffets here? Yeah, we do miss buffets, right? You know, first of all, I was in a buffet, you know, before this pandemic started and everything. And First of all, kids should not be allowed in buffets. I'm just going to say that right now. You know, I was in a buffet, and this kid was just running up taunting me. Hurry up, fat man, with those mashed potatoes. Let's go. It's like, kid, I'm about to kick your ass. Hold, wait a minute, kid. Wait a minute. Kid was just taunting me the whole time I was in the buffet. And then he took a piece of chicken and put it in a little fudge fountain and threw it at me. Smacked me right in the face. I had fudge running all down my face. But I tried that shit, and it turns out it was pretty good. So you guys go ahead and try that chocolate chicken if you're ever at a buffet. Really, though. I'm pretty sure my phone is watching me. You know, I know my phone is watching me because I was using my Waze app the other day. And Waze was like, hey, Mike, there's a Popeye's about a half a block away. Would you like to get there? I was like, you know what, phone? I got a few minutes to kill. Get me on over there anyway. I got a few minutes to kill. Hey, what's with sriracha people? Are you? Do you like sriracha sauce? Yeah, I think sriracha people are from another planet, don't you? I think they're like aliens or something. Nobody should love sauce that much, you know? I got a buddy who just, every time I go over his house, he's got sriracha bottles lying all over the place. Just everywhere, sriracha bottles. I'm like, dude, what's up with all the sriracha? He's like, I don't know, man. I'm addicted to it. And then he invites me to the sriracha convention. Did you know there was a sriracha convention? A sriracha convention? Yeah, it's like Comic-Con or something where all the sriracha people get together and show each other their bottles. I don't know what's going on there, but it's pretty weird. It's Okay, it's pretty weird, though. Sriracha conventions are extremely weird and extremely white, too. So I was just going to throw that out there. Yeah, guys. So, um, right? Seriously. Wow. You guys have any tattoos? We got tattoo people in the house? You guys know? Yeah, see? And that's the thing. See, everybody's, like, getting, like, monumental stuff tattooed on them. They're getting, like, their kids' birthdays, their parents' names and stuff like that. And then there's people that get, like, Asian writing tattooed on them. That's so terrible, right? I got a buddy that's got an Asian tattoo. I said, what does that tattoo mean? He goes, sun, moon, light, faith, and stars. I said, are you sure? <laughs> you know, because I want to get an Asian tattoo, but mine's going to be really monumental. Mine's going to say chow mein, two egg rolls, general chicken, and fried rice right there on my arm, right? So when I go to an Asian restaurant, I'm like, hey, man, my order's right here. Don't fuck it up. It's right here. It's right here. And last but not least, I want to talk about my big-ass head. Don't you hate people with big-ass heads? You know? Big head people, that's a few of us up in here. I, I'm not going to point us out here, but, you know, it's a few big head people. I see one back there, you know? Hey, no, right? Yeah, you got a big ass head, man. You do. You got those problems. They always want to sit in front of you two blocking you and stuff. You know? You know, I went to go buy a hat at the hat store the other day, and the dude at the hat store was like, hey, check it out, big man. It's going to be 8 to 12 weeks before we can get that size in. The head is a little too big. It's like, man, you didn't have to tell me like that, but all right, I'll wait. I'll wait. So that's been my time, y'all. My big ass head. You guys check me out, CaliFlyGuy07 on Instagram, and definitely check out the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. I will be hosting Mike Bonds. Thank you. Mike Bonds, everyone.
Well, that's it. That's the joke workshop. Thank you everybody for coming and for donating. And there's flyers at the front if you want to be a, an awesome, amazing person and take flyers and put them somewhere like your favorite coffee shop or somewhere wherever or you know whatever. I'm I'm going crazy with. It. And there's posters up front too if you want to be like extra super special. But thanks for being here and. Uh, our next open mic is Friday at 6 o'clock, the happy hour. And we have shows this Wednesday at Asiento at 7.30 and Saturday at Atlas at 2 o'clock. So, yeah, and check out the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival on Eventbrite. You can buy all your tickets now. All right, bye! of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Coming soon, the 6th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Six venues, 24 shows, 7 days, 75 comics from all over the United States at amazing local venues, Asiento, Atlas Cafe, El Rio, Milk Bar, OMG, and The Bar on Dolores. Special headliner shows at El Rio Thursday night, 7 and 9 o'clock featuring Scott Capuro headliner, amazing comedian also Andy Iwancio out of Seattle here for the 6th annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. All tickets are $10 except the headlining show which are 20 You can find all of the shows on Mutiny Radio's Eventbrite. Reserve them now. And don't miss out. 2021, the 6th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjuro. A sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink. So you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty O'Doul's, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a Folsom Leather Bar. The dark goth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems, but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters are broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. 
Thank you. Find me at sandrowriter.com and Black Block is on Amazon. Workshop. There's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> That song is called Acid and Fapping. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. 
And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah. I was just leaving the theater. <laughs> 